Welcome to the Total Wireless Store, where total confidence awaits. I need to keep up with my teens this summer without sweating high cell phone bills. Don't worry. You got this with Total Wireless. We have plans to fit all your family's needs starting at just 25 bucks on the nation's best 4G LTE network. I won't miss a thing. Now you can focus on the important stuff, like arguing about curfew. Discover the Total Wireless stores and get total confidence. The latest phones, the best network, all at great prices. Now open in L.A. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at TotalWireless.com. Spiritual Intelligence is a show spiritually grounded in reality. Learn from your host and the great teachings of the universe. Remember, there is power behind love, self-acceptance, and being open to a whole new world, a psychic and spiritual awakening. Learn about intuition, psychic ability, and healing. We are all intuitive. We all have our own superpowers to use our intuition. We can all consciously create our lives and make them how we want them to be. Be on the receiving end of abundance. The show will bring you real stories about real people that have been life-changing and take you on a personal journey of deep self-exploration. The answers are right inside of you. And now, it's time for Spiritual Intelligence Radio Show with your host, Emo Sumac Watkins. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for coming back to Spiritual Intelligence. I am live from Los Angeles, California. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Um, And I want to thank all my listeners out there globally, because I know some of you are out there from all the different countries, and I truly appreciate you tuning in, and everyone here in the USA. I have a really wonderful guest today. Her name is Marianne Redini Spencer. She is an award-winning and produced screenwriter, author, producer, lifestyle uh, journalist, chef, and TV host of Simply Delicious Living with Marianne and president of Redini Entertainment Corporation. And currently she has a novel out and it's called Lady in the Window. And I'd like for her to tell us all about all, you know, all the things that she's doing because she's got quite a bit going on here. Thank you, Marianne, for being with us. How are you? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, you have just this amazing career. Um, you are once again you're a produced screenwriter and 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 which is um you know one of the best things that can be for a writer um and you're you're also an author which you're out with your i believe now correct me if i'm wrong your third novel am i correct well i'm actually i'm working on my third novel but lady in the window is actually the first novel in the series and um, the second novel, The Paradise Table, will be out next year. But uh, Lady in the Window is actually the first one, and that was uh, published in last year. 
Okay. Well, why don't we mm-hmm. talk a little bit about Lady in the Window? Because how we connected was through, I had posted an experience about um, an angel one morning that I had an experience with, and you had, uh, you know, made a comment, and it just started from there. So I'd like to go over what the book is about and, and tell me about, you know, how the connection is. Then I really want to, I, wa- I would like for you to share with us about your journey as a producer and all of the things that you've been, you know, uh, producing. Because I see, and I just want to mention this, by the way, before you get started, um, that you've executive produced and produced movies and series for Showtime, Sci-Fi, TMC, USA Networks, the Movie Channel, Lifetime, Time Warner Cable, and Foreign Theatrical Market. My gosh. You know, that is like amazing. Well, I started off as an independent producer, and that's why that happened. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, so let's get lady out of the lady in the window out of the way, and not that it's Mm -hmm. that she's second best, but and then I'd like to get into that. So, please go ahead, tell us about Lady in the Window. Sure, I will. You know, I always wanted to write a novel, and uh, I I knew. since I was a kid that I wanted to make movies, write novels, uh, and I didn't know in what order, but I, I knew that I wanted to write a novel. And one day I said to myself a couple of years ago, Marianne, you know, you've done all this other writing for TV, radio, print, whatever, but you still haven't done your novel yet. And it was something that I always was telling my friends. I'm going to write a novel. I'm going to write novels. You know, da 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 da. da. And I kept putting it off. I think it was it was like a daunting to me to figure out like, well, okay, I want to do it, but how do I do it? And I I had time on a vacation visiting Long Island, New York. I was out in Kajak, a beautiful little town, and I was walking around. I'm thinking, hmm, this would be a nice place to place a novel. Uh, And then all of a sudden, I thought, I know what I want to write about. And I had a theme pop into my head. How our loved ones in spirit help the loved ones on earth. And then a title came to me, Lady in the Window. And I thought, oh, my gosh, okay, I'll take it. And uh, it took me a while to sit down and actually start working on an outline because that's how I like to work with an outline. It just uh-huh. makes me more comfortable when I sit down to write. And uh, I changed it. At first, I was going to place it in World War II. Uh, I've done a lot of writing about World War II, and I wanted to make it, I knew it was going to be some type of a mystery. And then I took a trip with my family to Kauai in 2014 fell in love with Kauai. We go to Hawaii all the time. But um, I, we were in Hanalei, and I just felt it was so spiritual and mystical, and I just felt that mana. So um, I was walking down a street by the bay, and I said, this is it. You know, this is the location. And I, when we went back to our condo, I kind of just started writing out the outline. I changed the way a certain sequence of events, and then it even happened, uh, and that was like in the late summer. And I found out in October that my mom only had six weeks to live. And she was in, uh, lived a beautiful, wonderful life with my dad and our, our, my siblings and I. But um, that whole experience really was a very important one, as it always is when 
you know, you go through the loss of your parent. And mm-hmm. I thought, I have to, I had this, because I had the idea beforehand about a spirit helping a loved one, I thought, I'm going to use this. And it, and actually, it really helped me go through so many things. It was such an amazing experience. It was of course, you know, you're always recovering from that and you, but it made me, you know, it just got me more in touch with what I believe anyway. And I really do believe that our spiritual uh, family helps us, you know, that God helps us if we ask and we just have to be open to the signs. And so this was something that I knew all along. And actually when I was 12 and 13, I was writing about that scene, completely forgot. While I was writing the novel, my brother gave me a box. Uh, My parents kept boxes for all the kids of things that we collected while we were growing up. And in that Mm -hmm. box were some short stories I wrote that I completely forgot about. What was the theme? One of the themes of it, how our loved ones live on. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I had no idea. I don't know where I got that at 12 and 13. But here I am writing about it finally. And it was just such an aha moment and so many wonderful mystical things happened while I was writing this book that, you know, and I've always kind of tuned into synchronicities and dreams and things like that, but it became more crystallized for me writing this. And even so now, you know, and I started to do a lot of research and talking to people and I realized, you know, what I've experienced in life, other people really have too. They just don't talk about it a lot. Although I do think it's, a lot it's in in movies and it's just it's talked about more often now but it was just such an amazing experience and then I just knew once I wrote the novel it was um, such realizing how I had to create it and the steps I took it, it wasn't a mystery anymore and so then I started writing more. And so that's why I'm working on my third novel now. And then I have all kinds of other projects I want to write. And really, that's so, how it all happened. I mean, and, and that's, you know, there is never a way where a person who's creative, who's a writer or painter or artist or sculptor, there is really no right way. It's I feel that as as an individual, they or things happen that they start mm-hmm. to process or cre- tap into that create, creative energy, and it just happens. So there is no re- you know. So when people ask, sometimes I'm asked, you know, well, how do I tap in and blah, you know, and it's just finding that one that is right for you. You know, Correct. what is it that you're going to? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You don't, you don't, the timing of things, like I had started writing this book before and I put mm-hmm. it away because I, I felt something, you know, it was good, but it was like, uh, I'm not really feeling it like I should. So I kind of put it away. And when the timing was right, obviously it came together. And so, you know, sometimes there are um, times where if one door shuts, you know, you take an o- another opportunity, you may come back to something. And when you're producing, I know you wanted to talk about that whole process. Yes, yes, you, yes. You have many projects you're working on, you know, in various stages. And sometimes mm-hmm. something that you don't think will go, goes first. 
Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. another one that you might really want will go later. But there may be a reason for that. It might be that, you know, a, a person that you're working with or that financing won't come through or the financing needs to come through a certain source that will network you to other things. So I think the main thing is really to be happy, meditate, be aware of, you know, um, your intuition, kind of follow those signs, be open. And not saying there's only one way to do something because there isn't. And, you know, with this process of writing a novel, it can be daunting because you think, oh, you know, I I don't know what I thought. Maybe I had to sit down and write it all in one sitting. Well, that isn't going to happen. So I kind of, I plotted out my outline. And what really happened was I used the outline that I write, I adapt screenplays or I adapt I've adapted many other novels to screenplay and I've written a lot of original screenplays and I thought to myself, okay, well, I have that down. I know how that works. And so I basically used similar technique and it was plotting it out. And so that then it became less of a puzzle and it became more concrete. And then the next step was I'll only do a few hours a day because I have other commitments And so I knew that I could. That was a realistic goal. And I said, I actually took out a calendar. And I said, I can do this number of pages in in the week. And with all my schedule and how it is, and if I stick to it, then I'll have something. And so that's what happened. And so I could relax and breathe and enjoy the writing process, knowing that it's going to take time, but I'll get to it. And I'm making a plan to do it, and it's happening. And once that started happening, I could see it come together. And I could allow myself to feel comfortable and free with with my outline. I could make little changes, but it wasn't – I knew what was going to happen. I knew the story I wanted to tell. And then I found the pleasure of just telling it, allowing myself those – when I was writing, to just close the door, shut everything out, and enjoy that process because so many things happen to a writer in that process. Other ideas mm-hmm. may come. The character may speak to you. Sometimes I would be writing and just going on and on and go, you know, the time just flew. Or I'll say uh, uh, something will pop in that a character says, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, I'm even surprised. <laughs> but I think, so, uh, you know, it's just a fun process for me. And it's uh, and I'm sure is it's different all the time. Every time that I'm mm-hmm. sure that it's different. But now I want to mm-hmm. go ahead and segue into now. Are you uh, shopping around this uh, book of, for for you know as a screenplay to be used, like Lady in the Window? Is that are you shopping that around? And also, also just I just let to I would like for you to touch on your journey as the beginning of you being a producer and how it happened because there's a lot of of women out there who are in this process right now of producing and bringing in money for their projects so i know that's like a couple of questions there no sure no i um with with lady in the window i as i was writing it i knew it was i knew it was going to be a movie um, because I saw it, and I, I write very visually, and I do believe, you know, I see this on the big screen versus TV because of the beauty of Hawaii, 
And um, I think people have to just see it because it's just unbelievable. And it's so important in her healing process, my character, to be part of nature. And so uh, I, I, the screenplay, yes, you know, um, we, I have representatives and we're working on that now. And um, so hopefully, knock on wood, we're somewhat <laughs> that right. you know, it won't take a long time. You know, because sometimes the process, um, some projects I've worked with the TV and film, they happen right away. Others take longer. Um, for example, The Lost Valentine, a movie I co-wrote and produced based on the best-selling um, James Michael Pratt novel. I adapted the novel. I found a friend of mine actually said, you know, here's a great story. I think you'll love it, Marianne. And I read it, and I loved it, and I wrote the screenplay. I did my deal, wrote the screenplay, and then um, we pitched it and uh, to Hallmark Hall of Fame. And uh, they said no at first. And a year later, I went, I was watching something on TV, and I thought, this is, let me, this is like crazy. This is such a perfect story for them it's like their story and Mm -hmm. uh it's valentine's day for goodness sake (laughs) so um we went back and we had some marketing ideas and they said we have to do this movie so we did our deal but they didn't make the movie until four years later but it was okay because the timing was perfect betty white played one of the leads jennifer love hewitt they were fabulous you know, the whole crew, sometimes you don't know why. This is what I was saying before. It just worked out, and I, it was such a beautiful film. And it went on to, you know, win awards and become one of their best, you know, most critically acclaimed, best-loved movies, you know. And it's now part of their collection, and they show it all the time on their feeling network and stuff and Hallmark Channel. But it was That like, must be really I good. I know that. It was so, when I first saw the rough cut, of the movie because you know so much happens there's so many people involved and you know you're on the set but you when you see the rough cut I was like oh my god this is so great I was so happy the director was uh, Darnell Martin did a fabulous job and I'm like you know I was so happy to see that some because you never know what they're going to do and how it's going to turn out because there's so many people involved in making a film but um but getting back to the whole thing, you know, I just, I always knew when I was writing and I think I write for, I see my books as films because I think that way I'm very visual. And, you know, I started um, working behind the scenes, producing and TV and film. So um, I think I just tend to maybe see that with, you know, my books and definitely with this one. And um, you had asked me how I started. Well, I studied film and TV in college, was a program director of our local station there. And um, when I had to get a job in the real world, I had to become a secretary for a while, as most women did, you know, back in those days and during the 80s. And um, I ended up working for an ad agency for a short time, and then they quickly got promoted to assistant casting director, but came to L.A. because right after, pretty much right after I graduated college, because I knew that the market for making movies and TV was mainly, you know, it, there there wasn't as much going on, I don't think, in New York at the time, but I still, I felt there was much more opportunity in L.A., so I came to L.A., and I got a job working for CNN as a writer-producer. 
Now, it wasn't making movies. It was making news programs. And, uh, I worked on entertainment news, but it was a great base because I met a lot of people that I still keep in contact with, and I learned a lot about the industry. And I think as a producer, if people who want to produce, you really – I had to learn – that, yes, you can be a producer for hire for a show or, like, for a network like I was doing writing and producing of news. But if you want to bring movies to the screen or a TV series, you have to be a creative producer, and you have to have control of that property. And what I found after producing movies for, that were other people's scripts and books that I found, that, you know, to tell my stories, What's really meaningful to me, I wanted to also write them, you uh-huh. know, because I was a writer anyway. And I, finally I said, you know, enough of producing other people's movies. You know, it's very, it's not an easy process. It's hard to get things mounted and financed and whatever. And you really have to have the passion for it. And while I enjoyed what I was doing and I liked the people I worked with and the projects, they weren't necessarily really speaking to me. It was opportunities that presented themselves that I was able to kind of navigate and see, you know, um, okay, so I'm working with this company and, you know, they have a deal here. Let's see what that network might want. You know, let's see what interests that network or that studio. So I was kind of tailoring projects to, you know, Uh the needs of a lot of different people, but it wasn't necessarily my complete needs of the stories that I wanted to tell. And then I just got to a point where I was saying, you know, I'm going to tell the stories I want to tell. (laughs) And so that's Uh how that happened. And so now I just, you know, I really work on my own projects that I create. So I kind of say that I'm a content creator for, it might work in TV, Film, mm-hmm. you know, different, different. However, it can trans- translate, and it's different. And and of course, now with all of the internet and all the different um, online um, networks, you know, like there's uh, oh, yeah. all these other ones that are coming up. I mean, there's a lot of content that needs to be. I mean, th- a lot of people need a lot. I mean, a lot of these, you know, platforms they need content. So I think that Absolutely. you're in a really great, great position to be a creator of content. I mean, I like that title. That's really a good one. So, <laughs> so you're so, no, it is. It's creating content for whatever, be it TV, online, or mm-hmm. films, or whatever. And and you have a good track record for it. So definitely. So right now, so just share with us what would be the process if someone were to have, you know. Um, you know, a screen, screen, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, hello, you know what I mean? <laughs> a script. A, you know, mean like a book or something they wanted to bring to screen? Right. Well, story? how about, okay, mm-hmm. oh, but how about that? Why don't we start with there? It's like if you find, if sure. you are a writer and you mm-hmm. have written, now, it's, I do know one thing. If you're not a produced screenwriter, it's a little bit harder for you to get someone to actually take, uh, invest in you. It, so, you know, it's, again, it's a catch-22. It always is. It's even a catch-22 to get your SAG card and whatever. Yeah. I don't think you can – I think you just have to have faith in your project okay. and okay. yourself and, and know that if you really believe in it, you see it happening, it's going to happen. You don't necessarily know how. 
But I think, yes, there are challenges that you have to overcome, but I think if you're excited, you know it's a good project, you're excited about something, and you have the follow-through and the persistence, it will eventually happen. It might not happen exactly the way you think, but, um, for example, uh, if you if you read, a, I would say if a producer always has to have a project, whether they write it or if they have an association with a writer, uh, that they get, you know, they do the proper legal work, so they have the right to uh-huh. create the project as a screenplay. If, let's say, if it's a novel, you know, uh-huh. that they have the right, they have the right to adapt it and then pitch it. And uh-huh. if you're behooves writers who are doing that to also produce. And Uh you can in TV and film. It's actually in television, um, because I've worked a lot in television and episodic movies, things like that. The producers are, you know, the creative producers for TV series, they're always the writers. And they're a writer-producer, and then they have someone called a line producer who's on the set taking care of the day-to-day and the budgets Uh and things like that. So Uh in film... Um, the writer, it, it's it could be a writer producer, or it could be you, the producer, also executive producer can find the project and get other people involved. But it's mm-hmm. very different. But definitely in TV, you know, episodic television, you're definitely a writer producer if you if you want to have that power for your script or your story to be told. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the, another thing is you align yourself with people. Who, for example, if um, you have a project, you're not really, you don't have a lot of credit uh, to your, but you have a project you believe in, then try to align yourself with a production company or a producer who has the same vision or does the same kinds of projects. Maybe you might be able to work out a, um, an arrangement with them if. But you you might have to go through a door where you have a friend of a friend or you meet them. I mean, for me, I've met people working just in the industry and had no connection. One time it was uh, with the Lost Valentine, for example. I I have a PR marketing business, the Redini Entertainment. It's PR marketing and production. And I did that so I could specifically be a content creator and have the marketing side that is kind of like funding projects and you know our bread and butter mm-hmm. and so uh one of my pr clients had an event that i coordinated and i met a, a a person there who said oh we're looking for family entertainment and i said really i said well i'm have i'm actually writing a script right now can i pitch you when i'm done <laughs> and he said sure and that actually transpired into a deal so you never know. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have to just kind of be open, use your intuition, follow it, uh, believe in what you're doing, and find ways to either get to talent or get to a production company, maybe get an agent. You know, uh, sometimes it's difficult to get an agent if you're not already produced, but mm-hmm. there are agents that will take on people and kind of they see the value and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they, they'll, they'll, they'll make take you or someone might recommend you. Um, I, one way I got my, um, one of my agents actually was through a friend of a friend and they don't, they didn't necessarily do my kind of work, although this was for my literary, but they took mm-hmm. me on and they were able to get a deal for me right away. So you never know, you know, mm-hmm. you just got to ask, be nice, 
you know, keep a good Rolodex. Also, pay it forward. You know, if someone does you a favor, you do someone a favor. If someone mm. asks you for some time to ask yep. you a question, let, let yep. them do it. You know, if you get contacted by um, an up-and-coming person, do you know, um, can, do you mind, like, telling me, you give me a little bit of advice or whatever? You know, not like a lot of work, but it's very mm-hmm. easy to do that and to listen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Or if they say, you know, I know that you may not take on projects, but do you know, where, where can I go to? Where can I go to pitch this? And if you, mm-hmm. you never know. You never know when you're going to meet that person again, who they know, who they're connected to. So you kind of have to just never burn your bridges either, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and just be open and just available and love what you do and yeah. have faith. Have faith that it will happen. I, I really agree about the paying forward. It, <laughs> it creates um, – it it just starts to create a space where um, you know as a person that there is enough for everyone. You know, it's, it's yes. because what, as you know, the, we run into people who are, there's not enough and, and uh, it's got to be mine or none or, you know, it's mine, mine, mine. And, you know, I think all have gone through that in one way or another. But I do mm-hmm. know that the moment that you start to know that there is enough for everybody and there is a story for everything and that you can get produced if, you know, if you have the faith, as you say, and you really pursue it, um, and you create that, you, you create that energy of pay it forward and you create the space where you know that there is enough. It, it just, things happen. A lot of other things happen that go with that. So I totally agree right. with you. Yes. And I, you, and you know, so, you do the network in industry events, you network in mm-hmm. industry events and you, yep. if there's a seminar or whatever, go to those things, learn, find out, talk to people uh, in those industries. You may hear something. I just lost you. And Hello? I think just... okay. Hello? Hello? Are you uh, there? Can you hear me? I, yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I yeah. can hear you. Did I, did I say that? Okay. Um, I think you just have to really network and and be again go to seminars, um, put yourself out there in those industry events where you know you're going to meet people. Maybe volunteer for something. Mm-hmm. That's also a great way. Um, and be an intern somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you if you have that um, desire, it does translate somehow, and you are led to those opportunities and you do have to be smart about it and have a plan uh, a little bit of a plan and a goal Um, I mean let's say if someone wants to produce well you have to have a project so you have to find that project that speaks to you that you feel strongly about that you also have the rights to take care of so you want to take care of your business and then you might read the Hollywood Reporter or Daily Variety and find out that a production company is producing a, or they want to do this kind of a project, which is in your genre. So you can go to them. You mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't go to a certain company that does family entertainment, you know, with a horror movie or something. You know, it just if, if they're into doing a certain type of work. So I think that that's where your homework comes in and just being smart about it and but persistent do a little bit every day yes i totally agree um 
Thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up, but um, but before we do, I give a, a word to all my clients, and that is, and for you, if, uh, I'd like to the word for you that I see is process. What is process for you, and how do you have that process? Process for me these days. It wasn't always this way, but it is now. I have to be balanced. Um, I meditate, pray in the morning, work out, eat right, because I do believe that, you know, we attract what we bring into our life, how we surround our lives, what we think. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a channel that is bringing positive and certain types of stories. I like to say that I'm the Aloha writer because I believe in all the writing the themes of that, which is about talking about sustainability, paying it forward. Everyone is our ohana, you know, learning to be respectful and love one another and all these themes. And so I have to be living that and being in a certain way so I can be a channel to kind of get those inspirations coming through. And I think that for me, you know, sometimes you hear about authors having to have a lot of angst and things like that in their life to be able to write. I, I like peace and calm. And so I'm able to be, you know, focused on what I'm doing when I'm doing it. It's really important to be in that zone. And for me, it's being balanced. Thank you so much, Marianne. Um, and I and I've asked Marianne to come back at another time when she's coming up with that uh, with her uh, you know processing and I mean her journey uh, yeah. with her next script and so uh, for her to come back and tell us where she's at and what's the process and how did she get there and it would be great for all of you to come back and listen to uh, get some more. Uh, really good tips from her. So thank you again. I'm going to wrap it up now. Thank you, everybody. I just want to remind everyone that we are, once again, we are on iHeartRadio, Block Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Amazon on Echo and Alexa. So look for the Lions Radio Network and go there and we had you can download all the different shows from all the different people that are on our network. Thank you again, everyone, and we'll talk next time. Thank you. Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.